somewhere deep in the NLP Marin curriculum, there is a, a set of ideas called the organismic rights. NLP, as a quick reminder, stands for neuro-linguistic programming. It is a weird collection of voodoo and um, distinctions about the way that human beings think and um, construct their experience that allows for certain kinds of interventions. Um, this is all a lot of long words. It means it's a set of tools for helping people change um, and helping them have the kind of lives that they would like. It's very cool. I specifically learned it in uh, the NLP Marin School run by Carl Bukait. I strongly recommend that school of NLP, and I cannot specifically recommend any other schools. Not that there aren't great schools out there. I don't know about them. Um, and NLP is kind of a mixed bag. So that's what I'll say about NLP. But in... The Marin School, Carl, at some point teaches us about organismic rights, which comes from uh, Wilhelm Reich. He was an early 20th century psychologist. He had a bunch of really interesting ideas. Amongst them was this um, this set of, of distinctions. I'm not going to get into Reich's work, but I'm going to get into Carl's interpretation a little bit. But what Carl talks about is the organismic rights. And so these are things like, and they go in a sequence, right to exist right to need, um, right to take your own actions, right to have your own consequences. And I think there's like right to love and be loved. Um, Maybe something like that. Anyway, the one, but the right right to take your own actions and right to have your own consequences combined is called the right to learn. And I'm going to talk about the right to learn today. And the idea with these rights in general is, you know, it's it's these rights in the sense of like, not even like a human rights level, but an organismic rights. So just as an organism, you have these these rights, this right to exist, this right to need, right? Um, This right to learn, to be able to take your own actions in the world and experience the consequences of those actions. And so these rights get impaired during development differently for different people. And so, you know, this, and so one, one of the, so with right to exist, for example, that's kind of, we can get a sense if, uh, very early on that it's not okay that we exist. It's not a conscious thought. This is not something that we're like walking around being like, it's not okay that I exist. It's something like way deeper in the bones than that. It's just this kind of, this filter through which all of reality comes. So you can't even see it. And then you might compensate for that in various ways by making a big deal out of yourself to like demonstrate that you do have a right to exist or maybe you just disappear because you don't believe you have, you know, there's all kinds of different structures that people will put around that. But so that's right to exist, it's right to need. And then right to learn, which is just a really interesting one. And really a lot of the training in the NLP is about this right to learn. And the classroom is just, you spend a year just drilling these things over and over again, trying out these different patterns, these different processes with people and having them try it out on you. And really like being in this kind of weird brain fry feeling of like, 
oh, I don't know what I'm doing and the confusion and then gradually having things become clear, right? And really all learning is like that. But the NLP Marin feel is really good at amplifying that experience of learning. If you've learned uh, as a kind of a, a simple analogy, like if you've learned to juggle or you've learned to play an instrument, specifically an instrument where the two hands, like a piano or like an accordion, for example, an instrument where the two hands are doing independent th- things or the drums is another good one, where, where it's not like with a guitar – it's like both hands are kind of synchronized and they're kind of doing different things, but they're not doing independent things unless you're doing some very fancy technique with the guitar. But for most guitar playing, it's kind of, they're all in sync. When you're playing a piano with both hands, the two different hands can be doing radically different things or even even simpler analogy, like rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time. And, um, or there's one where in the air with one hand, you click a square like you form a pattern of a square where you click in a four, the four corners of the square, while in the other hand you're forming a triangle. Um, so one hand is in a cycle of three and the other is in a cycle of four in the air. I don't know if that's well described, but like things like that. And there's this feeling of your brain kind of frying for a while, just like just being uncomfortable and like not really being able to find it. And then it kind of goes, shtumph. And you get it. So the NLP Marin is really good at like creating that experience over a long period of time for these really deep learnings. And that's really and right to learn. Like if you don't have a right to learn, it's because you feel like you got to get it right first time. You have to just nail it. You have to knock it out of the park. You have to perform. Like you have to already know how to do it, whatever the it is. And so any failure to do the thing that you're trying to learn how to do is considered a failure in a in a kind of capital F sense when really like it's obvious to our conscious minds like I'm going to say this and no one is going to be like oh I never thought of it that way but really like when you're learning something you're not supposed to know how to do it with with anything right but but again like that right to exist thing it's not like you're having this thought like I should know how to do this there's this kind of automatic filter going through the world of like I'm supposed to be competent I'm supposed to know how to do things and so when you're coming to learn something it can be um challenging and 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 this is a this applies in the classroom I'm going to give an example of a classroom in a second but this applies in the classroom but it, or in kind of any self-study where you're like, quote, learning things. But it also just applies in life, right? Like all of life is learning and learning and learning. And so it's always uh, your right to learn is implicated in everything that happens. So just know that like this doesn't, this isn't kind of isolated to when you're in a classroom situation or when you're in a self-study situation where you're like, I'm learning a new skill now. But it's like every interaction you have, every project that you take on every piece of work that you do is an opportunity to learn and it's a context where you get to have take your own actions and have your own consequences and 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 actually just like be in a in a right relationship be in rapport as we would say in nlp be in rapport with the consequences of your actions and not be in this kind of dissatisfied like that my actions are supposed to have these specific consequences and anything else is a capital f failure so this is this is all right to learn. Now, when you have right to learn, it means you can come into a new situation and you can experiment and you can explore and you can take risks and it's and and it's okay if it doesn't 
turn out exactly how you're planning to do it. So as an example of this, there's a couple. So one is I do this thing um, based on the work of Ido Portal, who is a, I think he's Israeli um, kind of movement guy. It's this thing called the Boulder Movement Collective, and it's great. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that in more detail at some point. But it's it's this it's a kind of group exercise class, I guess is how you would call it. But it's very like a lot of it's to do with these like weird patterns of movement that are hard to learn that kind of get you isolating certain muscles and certain kind of movements of the body that you wouldn't normally do. And and it's really good at the 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 context of this place is really good at encouraging right to learn and that you know one of the things they'll say like you'll be doing a drill and they'll be like we're going for like 80 percent success you're supposed to get it right 80 percent of the time and you're supposed to fail 20 percent of the time and if you're not failing 20 percent of the time you need to keep making it harder until you are failing 20 percent of the time and so something like that is this kind of like encouragement to fail and i think that that's a great principle for life like you should be failing 20 percent of the time <laughs> like at, at, at things that matter Let's say that. Otherwise, you're not trying, right? Like you're not doing something hard enough. You're not you're not stretching. If you're only doing things that you're succeeding at 100% of the time, then you're not learning. And the really good stuff that you could do is out right at the edge. It's in that 79th percentile where you're you're way stretched, but you you nail something that's just really cool. And if you're not hanging out there, then you then it's no good. I don't know. Life is just better with that extra stretch, I think. The other example I want to give is salsa, and this is kind of the inspiration. I just came back from a salsa class, and I've been dancing salsa for the last kind of six months or so, and I love it. It's very, very cool. I highly recommend it. It's it's kind of such a cliche in some ways, but um, I've just really, really enjoyed it, and I love the music. I love the learning. I love the it's community. There's, like, people. It's all these kind of great things. But I actually... Maybe 10 years ago, I, I, I started salsa classes and I was doing these classes and it's so interesting to see, experience my right to learn today versus my right to learn 10 years ago. A large part of which I, the difference I, I put down to the work I did with NLP Marin, I think that that really, really retrained my experience of learning, but also a lot of other things. And it's just, it's a little bit like what I was saying about the, the Great British Baking Show in a previous episode. There's so much less noise in my system in the face of learning something. There's still some, like I'm not kind of like this perfectly free being that can just do experiment, take risks and whatever. But compared to 10 years ago, I'm so much freer. There's so much less noise. There's so much more attention on just like the experience in the moment of what I'm doing and trying things and learning and integrating the information, having that weird kind of brain stretch feeling and so much less attention on like, oh God, like, am I doing it right? And like, ah, how do I look? And like, what's happening here? And, and so there's something incredibly liberating about that. So that's my invitation to you is just to, just to turn inwards a little bit. And these things can be hard to see, but just notice like how freedom do I feel about learning? How free do I feel about taking chances and and the potential of, of not succeeding, of failing, right? Um, and is that okay in my life? And is that okay, especially in learning situations? Like, do I walk into a situation and feel like I'm supposed to already know what I'm doing? And because here's the thing, like, again, it's just this this analogy with life, like, I think we relate to life a lot, like we're supposed to know what we're doing. And we really don't. And there and it's a it's a very big question 
to try and understand what, what am I supposed to be doing in the broader sense. And I don't think anyone has like a definitive final answer for that. In Zen, Suzuki Roshi, he wrote a book called Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. He talks about the beginner's mind. He says, in the expert's mind, there are few possibilities. In the beginner's mind, there are many. And this idea that like, yeah, this freedom to not already know what you're supposed to be doing, but to discover in the moment by taking actions and then experiencing the consequences of them. I think that that's a really deep freedom. So that's my invitation to you is just examine that in your own life. Have a, have a think about that. And um, I hope that you feel a little freer and you, you exercise your right to learn. Okay, thank you for listening and be well. Mm-hmm.